Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, your favorite Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. And we're here for episode 327. Woohoo! Fuck yeah! Can you Damn. believe it? I can't believe I it. I can't believe it's not butter. And this week we will be, surprising no one, discussing two more episodes of Star Trek The Enterprise. Uh, those episodes are going to be Detained and Vox Sola. In Detained, I bet you can't guess what happened. Archer, Archer dies. Oh, if only. <laughs> Archer and Mayweather have Whoa. been... Yeah, I know. Mayweather getting to do a thing. Don't get fucking excited because he has about three lines. <laughs> More than he's had in a while. Yeah, but damn, they literally put. Listen, don't get don't get me ahead of myself. I was okay? a shock for you to say Mayweather as if he were a person on the show. I know. I know. So Mayweather and Archer have flown into some space that is controlled by an alien race that we have not yet met. And because of their transgression, they are detained. <gasps> he got a drink. <laughs> they said the, they said the name of the title. So these aliens are the Tandarans, and we learn that they are basically the only natural predator uh, <laughs> of the Sulaban. Uh, I can't tell uh, if Chris is laughing because he knows something from an upcoming episode, or no, if he just found just, you very funny. That was a great description. Ah, Chris. Lo Chris loves my jokes, you know, and I appreciate that. So, you know, we've been detained and uh, Archer is like, hey, man, WTF. And he's like, well, you were in our uh, and it's Colonel Gratt that we're dealing with. What a name, Colonel Gratt. And he apparently was in Quantum Leap, question mark. Yeah, it was that was fucking Dean Stockwell. He played Al. The you might holographic friend of of uh, Sam. Less, by, less uh, helpful here. Bacula. <laughs> Also, uh, Dr. Yui in the 80s Dune. Right. <gasps> oh, my God, you're right. Nice. Okay, I knew he looked familiar, and I could not place it. I mean, he's it, been and in a ton of shit. Oh, yeah, he's been yeah, around I was, I was perusing his dis his uh, discography. He has a pretty, yeah, right. good, uh, a his pretty filmography. good arc in Battlestar, if you ever... Uh... I Ooh. saw that he was in Battlestar. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I haven't seen the... You know what I'm saying. I know. I noted that whilst perusing the IMDb. But anyway, Colonel Gratz like, oh, yeah, you were in our space. Um, you know, we're going to have to take you to court. Sorry about that. But don't worry. We want to make you comfortable, you know, until that happens. Just uh, make sure to, you know, lay low and, and stay safe. Watch out for the damn Sulaban all over the place. <gasps> Archer hates Sulaban. He met Everybody one once. hates the Sulaban. <laughs> That was the one that uh, kissed him on the mouth a lot, though. He liked that one. He's met them like twice now. He knows enough to hate them. <laughs> well, it's a good thing, too, because that's the law on uh, on Tendara or whatever is hate Sulaban, whether they be members of the uh, uh, what the hell? Cabal. The Cabal. Did we know it was called the Cabal before today? Or was that I, new? Yeah, I came up before. Did it? Oh, okay. Did it? Okay. I know. I know. Well, I, I, asked Jake, I asked Jake during the episode too, like Cabal, and he's like, "Does the the Sulaban?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, sure." Yeah, I think I think Saren or Saren is that her name? Sounds Saren? right. Whatever. I think. The, Sarek. The, 
the woman he met Mac'd. in the pilot told him about the cabal. Okay. There was way too much going on in the pilot. I've, I, I took in none of it. Well, plus I feel like they said the cabal like 85 times in this episode, which they made did. me kind of assume that we've never talked about it before. <laughs> um, Quick, establish it now! Yeah, uh, the cabal, you know, the cabal. You've heard about the cabal. They're the cabalers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> They're doing some cabalin'. Oh, man, I'm fucking hitting it today. I got Chris laughing. I got Ames laughing. I'm coming for you, Jake. Uh, Jake is slightly sick, so uh, enjoy. Well, Jake is usually pretty sick. Yeah. By sick, you mean awesome. Yeah, you got that right. Ah. He wheezed. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so Archer, of course, will not lay low and will not stay away from the Sulaban and stay out of trouble because he's Captain Archer. So he goes out and he he's out late at night, apparently, and he runs into a Sulaban and he's like, hey, what the fuck, Sulaban? What are you doing here? You guys Sula are bitch. Sula bitch. Like you guys are like all about, you know, genetic modification and like you're bad. And the guy's like, what? And then someone shows up and is like, hey, you're up past curfew, Sula bitch. <laughs> and Archer laughs and high fives that guy. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, <laughs> uh, he's like, I and, wish, I uh, wish you were the ones that I genocided. Yeah. Woo. So, <laughs> so this Sulaban, Danik, we find out, is sent to solitary for being out past curfew. They don't put his daughter in solitary, though, and that's weird because she's out past curfew also. Just saying, fuck them, kids. Um, <laughs> so Archer's like, well, but uh, he didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Archer, go back to your room. He does. But now he and Danik are like. He kind of owes him. So he's like, hey, man, the next day he's like, I'm really sorry about solitary, man. I didn't mean to get you in trouble. You know, I was just letting my biases about how your people are all weird genetic splicers get in my get in the way. And Danik's like, no, man, we're not all splicers. Actually, we're all being held in these internment camps. And maybe this is some kind of metaphor for something. But what like, could it be? <laughs> I don't I, I not I don't know. I wasn't able to dig deep enough. But it certainly seems like they're sending some kind of message. It's, it's um, okay that you uh, that you didn't didn't come up with it on your own because they explicitly tell you in the episode what the metaphor is about. I oh, fucking man, hate the I writers have, of this I must series. have missed that. I can't wait to be reminded of that. Hey, hey, to um, Paul, have you heard about all the Japanese internment camps? And she's like, why would I? Why would I have heard of any of this? Yeah, why would she? But also, uh, like. I don't know. You got a show with a Japanese character and you have the white man explain it. Well, Ho to be fair, Hoshi is kind of useless. She That's does something next episode. next episode. We'll see. This one first. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, like in, in the, the company line with the uh, Tendarans seems to be like, no, like we're protecting them from themselves. You know, this is for their own good, isn't it? And, uh, you know, whatnot. Archer is like, well, I'd like to get back in touch with my ship. And um, Colonel Gratt is like, no can do, buddy, but I'll call them and let them know that you're here and I'll explain everything. And um, so Grat calls and uh, they're like, well, we'd uh, love to talk to the captain if he's there. And he's like, nope, sorry, buddy. So immediately Trip and Reed are like, we got to break him out because that's always the way it is. I mean, they're right. They do have to. But that's their first. They jump to it immediately. 
Um, yeah, for all they for all they know, Archer actually did something terrible. That's what bad, I assumed. <laughs> not as bad as what the Tendarans are doing. And all the while, so they're concocting a plan to break them out, which involves using the transporter to send a um, communicator over to Archer, which is groovy. But he and Danik are becoming like good friends. And, you know, he's like, wow, maybe everything that I all my preconceived notions about that one dick Sulaban, maybe that was all wrong. Maybe my prejudices are incorrect. Nah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my prejudices for them onto the Tandarans now. <laughs> yeah, they suck a lot, don't they? Archer's like, or Mayweather, somebody, no, probably not Mayweather. He only said like three things. Archer's like, why don't you guys ever try to escape? And they're like, no, it'll be bad. And he was like, no, no, we're totally gonna do it. And um, they do. They break out with the help. Honestly, it get, this is it's getting murky at this point uh, for me. I don't really remember. I know it that was I know murky that, for the writers. It was a little sloppy at the end. They oh, got okay. real. They got real sloppy about it. Reed blew some guys up. That was it's Reed's fine. Reed's favorite thing. <laughs> blowing shit up reed loves explosions but this they, of week, course as they, you know, they had to make sure to show the guys kind of moving around to show that they weren't actually no no dead don't worry they're not dead up. no one died ever ever in star trek i i thought i know not jumping ahead but i thought for sure the next episode somebody was gonna die forget nope. it nope this is star trek nobody uh, dies in star trek everybody escapes the end like i literally we don't, don't know rem- that's the thing archer reed mayweather escape we never see what happens to anyone else, even a little bit. <laughs> was there a deleted scene? No. If it seems like there should have been. <laughs> that was written yeah. like that? Uh, I don't the know. That, that was fuck. weird. It was yeah, weird. There's so, many, there's so many untied up loose ends at the end of this episode. Like, that- they, they were clearly setting up that Kivon was going to go back and maybe sacrifice himself to save the father. Oh, but yeah. I, that scene didn't fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah, what they had the this whole thing of Kivan being like, yeah. Go I'll, on, I'll, save yourselves. I'll take basically. care of no, it. That was, that was the father, but then. Yeah, oh, well, the other- either way. Did he die? No one we knows. Don't, we, don't know. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, that, that's well, last we saw him, he was pinned down in the commissary. 100% yeah, the they all joined the cabal. <laughs> I hope yeah. so at this point. Well, no shit, it. because I mean, that that's like, and I mean, like, you know, again, not to like tie it into current events, but like, that's the only outcome anyone is predicting for what's going on right now in points east is that more people are going to join up with terrorist organizations because of what's happening in their homes. This is definitely an episode they wouldn't have made if they hadn't written it earlier in the year. Oh, like before 9-11. Before 9-1-1. I don't know. This might have been after because, you know, this aired April of of 2002. That's Mm. true. They could have easily retooled it if they had written it earlier. I I just I would be surprised by that level of competence, common decency Mm. in an era of extreme hate. I mean, this is what I would expect from Star Trek, though. Like, I I, I would like I would like that. This is what I would expect from good Star Trek. Yeah, I, 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 and, that's true. And the thing is, I guess maybe I'm saying this because in light of, I feel like basically eventually Enterprise gets to post 9-11 episodes mm-hmm. and they largely fail. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think giving this episode the benefit of the doubt, you know, because if you, if you go back to late 2001, 2002, people were... There, there was a lot of Islamophobia. So much. There was a lot of like, you know, 
oh, we got to monitor the, you know, monitor these, these, the Muslims. We got to keep an eye on them. Get Gitmo, Abu Ghraib, all this shit. So, I mean, Abu Ghraib is later, but, you know, it doesn't make, you know, they, they couch it and they lampshade it by drawing the, the connection to the Japanese internment, which also horrible. But I feel like if you read a little between the lines, you could kind of see it being more about current events. Yeah, uh, don't don't events. don't do the racial oh, profiling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to think so, but I've just just so much of this show has been disappointing so far. I mean, it's just it's I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they were trying to make a statement piece. And, a statement against racial hate and hysteria because of you know, like it's what they're talking about in this episode with with the Suliban is much closer to like the you know the cabal is much closer to like an Al Qaeda like organization, not representing all Muslims. Than yeah, it would be like the Japanese mm-hmm. Americans and things like that. So I don't know. I, I think I think it is. I think it covers both. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that that they. they 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 wrote an episode about current events and didn't fuck it up in terms of the current event. They fucked up other things. Yeah, it wasn't sure, it wasn't a good episode. Yeah, well, apparently they didn't yeah. write the end of the fucking thing. Yeah, the so social messaging was I'm going to say was on point. Yeah, though. okay, I, I would agree with that, and I think they were very they're more heavy handed than they needed to be in the social messaging, Much. and that kind of hurt the story as a story because. I try to liken this episode to Duet, which is an unfair comparison because Duet is amazing. Yeah, it's one of the best episodes of Star Trek, full stop. And how there's just so much nuance. Like, you look at someone who you are told to hate, who all all your life you have hated, and then you learn, oh, I shouldn't racial profile you because you're you're not all the same. But there are still ones of you that do suck, and that is, it's... Everything is a weird gray area and everyone lands somewhere in this gray area versus Mm. should I like or hate you? And this episode seemed to decide we're going to shift all the Suliban into the good side because suddenly Archer is not sticking up for, but but at least not like selling out Silic when he totally could just sell out Silic, who he hates. Here's the thing, though. I don't know. What the fuck Al expected him to know? Also true. Right? Like, like Al it's like, could have okay, just I've, said everything he knew. It's not much. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, but that he probably wouldn't have believed him, you know? It's like yeah, I mean, well, this I've, this is another it's just it feels like another idiot ball, right? Yeah. We were talking about this last week. Because it's like Archer Archer doesn't want to tell Gratz what he knows kind of on principle, just because he doesn't like Yeah, Gratz. I don't like him. Yeah. But like you're not where's Hal. The, like, where's the harm in sharing intelligence on but that's me, but what, what does he have? Like, this guy seems to think just because he's met Silic a couple times, he must have this extensive, like, you read their database. They are a lone ship from a very new to the galaxy, like, planet. You know they don't really have an intelligence apparatus to speak of. Spoiler alert, they never fucking will. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, that's like just, yeah, I was waiting for somebody to do it. Um, uh. Just because he's met and punched the guy twice doesn't mean he actually, he knows where one helix is. And, Which has been destroyed. Yeah, so it's off. like, what, what, what the hell is he supposed to tell you? That's like assuming just because you've 
met an enemy in the field, you've magically picked up all this information. Well, I want to know, what is the fucking Tandaran intelligence apparatus? Because holy fucking shit. So they knew everything that happened. Yeah, they on, know Broken Bow. Yeah. Well, they know about Broken Bow. They know about what happened on the planet where, you know. Uh, oh, where Archer got kissed. Where Archer got kissed and got shot. The old shooting Which kiss. I can understand. <laughs> like, okay, they have their operatives kind of tailing known cabal associates. So it makes sense that they would have seen that and been like, oh, who's that fucking guy? Let's look him up. But then he knew about details of things that happened on Enterprise months later. Such as? Yeah. Well, like, he knew that Silic was on Enterprise mm. later yeah. when, he, when he snuck aboard with the Pilgrims. Right, right. He knew that. Why, yeah, why how would he know he, that? How, how the fuck is Colonel Gratt getting this information? Did they plan a bug on Enterprise somehow? The, these guys... monitoring communications? These guys are already planning to infiltrate Starfleet. These people seem to have their fucking shit together in the intelligence department, for sure. Yet, don't seem to understand that Archer wouldn't know anything, really. Right. That's where it kind of falls apart. Like, well, maybe like they're just... They would know everything Archer knows. And right, more. yeah, like, there can't be anything he knows that you don't. He's an idiot. Yeah. What like, do they know even... that we talked... Oh, God, what was his fucking name? The guy who wasn't actually a crewman who brought Archer his eggs? Daniels. 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 Do they know about Daniels, do we think? Does that have anything to do with anything anymore? I mean, he knows <laughs> about the temporal Cold War. He brings up temporal he does. Cold War, so he knows yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that they had just done it a little differently with that. Like, if 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 the reason Grat had been suspicious of Archer was just a little more like, oh, we saw you talking to one of them. Yeah. What, what are you? A, are you a Suleban sympathizer? Put him in the torture room. Or, you know, waterboard the man. Yeah. You know, whatever. Oh, man. Do you There's think that it wasn't an accident that they found Archer and imprisoned him? Oh, that's interesting. That's a very interesting that. question. They obviously know about, yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but. Knew they could lure him in with some weird energy readings. Mm. Yeah, that. the energy readings that clearly must say no trespassing, but they just don't know your fucking language. Yeah. Oh, she. This episode would work a lot better if it was a part of a a, a, a continuing Tandaran arc. We're like, will we ever see them again? Like, I would really, I think it would be really great if we saw, you know, these the Sulaban escapees in the future. Oh, I doubt we uh, will. But it would be cool, right? Like, it could be, like, not the same thing, but, like, in Descent, where we saw Hugh and his crew, of course, they'd been taken over by a, a maniac, but... Love lore. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, where we kind of had follow-up there to see what grew from that seed they planted. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Their space seed. So it would be, it would be nice. Like, maybe, maybe in the future we'll learn more about the Suleban, you know, resistance... To the, to the cabal. Well, we'll see. I know there is maybe, more maybe from them. Maybe Grat goes on a crusade to, to capture Archer. Like, these are all things that could be done. I don't know that they will be. I think you do they, know, because you've seen this show, Jake. It would, be inter- it would sure be more interesting. Aw, <laughs> oh, sad face. And, like, also, honestly, Grat is a more interesting adversary to for Archer than... Selick. True. Right? Well, Selick um, we just literally know nothing about because the show wants to keep him enigmatic or some shit. We know nothing about and he has whatever superpower he happens to need to evade like a Vulcan. at any given time. Yeah. 
many eyelids does this guy have? <laughs> he has the ability to skydive in space. <laughs> He's got wings. It's funny, though. This is uh, three weeks in a row of stunt casting, but this time they've gone outside of Star Trek for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I read that that uh, Bac- Bacula had basically been asking if Dean Stockwell could could guest and Berman and Bacula thought it would be really they just thought it would be really fun. And me, I'm, I'm reading this thing in, in memory alpha thinking fun or like fucking publicity stunt. <laughs> See, now that I'm thinking about it, it would have been even more tongue in cheek, wink, wink, if he had played the character that Rene Arbazonois played last week, because in Quantum Leap, that would Al have been... played a hologram. Oh, there you yeah. go. Or uh, Sockwell played a hologram. And then Rene could have played this guy. Because we know he plays a good fascist. Yeah. Right up his alley. In fact, it could have just been Odo and uh, out of nowhere <laughs> for no reason. Actually, That's what's funny he is... Went. We would have been the, fine with that. <laughs> the father Suleban, I felt like, actually, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but aside from just being kind of growly, because all the Suleban seem to be in this episode, he had a, a pattern to his speech that reminded me of Rene Aubergeonois' pa- speech patterns as Odo. Mm. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's strange. I know we've yeah, seen this guy I don't know how I felt about the, the, about the gruff voices of the Suleban. Yeah, because I mean... It seemed a little over overdone. Yeah, like, it's not like they're trying to say it's a it's a trait they all have, because Silic has that, well, silky voice. Maybe, maybe that's... Very ingratiating. Ah. What's interesting, though, because like, I, I spotted... What been enhancing? I spotted Kivon right away. Like, I Google, I looked him up, I was like, that's I mean, gotta he's be Kivon. I know that. a distinctive look. Yeah, you you know, even under 20 pounds of makeup, I was like, I know that. But interestingly, the father had also previously been a Vorta. I know. Oh, really? Oh, who was yeah. that? Who was he? He, he was, was Borath. My wife. I know. I also thought she said Borath. You're going to have to remind me at which point. Uh, which he was. Is. Oh, gosh. Was he the one that was. I might have to look this up, but my brain I, I, wants I, I, to tell me he was the one that was in that like manned the fighting ring that Worf n- ended up in. Nope. He actually I looked it up earlier. Ah, dang. Okay. Uh, he was the one that was running the like simulation. A bunch of them were trapped in that one time. Oh, oh one of the early Vordas. Oh. Yeah. So he was in it for like maybe five in minutes. The search part two. Couldn't Must tell you. Be. Don't remember the title, but yeah, that's that was him. So we still, you know, three weeks in a row of uh, Star Trek Returns, but not quite as big a deal as as Odo and Neelix in previous weeks. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was it's, it was fun. I, I think that they gave. Um, I I liked the the Grat character. Mm-hmm. I wish it had been more. I wish his motivations had been clearer, and I wish he wasn't just omniscient, evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that's a oh, that is a hell of an intelligence arm you people have. Yes, yeah, I mostly I really wish... wish. Oh, go ahead, you go, right, go you ahead. go. No, I'll, I'll shut, say, I'll shut I up. Just, I just really wish that they had wrapped up any of the threads that they started with the Kivon thing. That would have been good. The wife of the father, because they made a whole big deal about how she was applying to be transferred and kept getting denied. I don't know. I think that's well, just part of are they going to go liberate her? Just going to go liberate her camp now? Is like I just I feel like there's a missing epilogue. I mean, I don't know if we could get everything like I think her fate being left up in the air would be fine. But I I want to know, did the father live? Did Kivon live? What happened there? Because, again, it felt like they were building up to that. And then we don't get it. Like, it's one thing to leave something ambiguous if you maybe weren't necessarily building to it, but they built to it. 
Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, they made this huge deal that Sajin was going to like, oh, I don't I don't want to hang out with you people because you're obviously going to get all killed. Oh, wait, I guess I'll join you anyway. And then he just vanishes and does something that we don't know what. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to prove yeah. to have been worth my medal after all. We could have, you know, maybe spent the time with that scene instead of Archer spending 20 minutes explaining Manzanar. <laughs> Which, like, like, respect your audience. Like I said, there's oh, it's it's an internment camp, okay. And then he spells it out. I'm like, you fucking twat. These writers, man. Well, they think they think the audience is stupid. They're probably right. Like some know. of them are, but they even even if you don't know, like right away, oh, this is like the Japanese internment camps. You can still watch the show and see, oh, this is a bad thing for people. Yeah. This is yeah. this is the wrong way to handle whatever crisis you're you're in the middle of. You've done it wrong. Yeah, I always I will. wonder if the if the if the the Manzanar stuff was a later addition to the script when somebody was like, "Oh man, what if the audience thinks we're criticizing the government about mm. about you know, post nine eleven shit?" That is uh, make it very clear that it's actually we're actually talking about Japanese internment, which everyone agrees was wrong. That is actually why right, an opening guys. guys? <laughs> That's why an Sorry. opening uh, text crawl was added to the MASH movie, making it explicit that it was Korea. Yeah, this is this is this one that everyone knows about. Yeah. No, it's not Vietnam, even though there's a lot of hints that it's Vietnam. I'm going to oh, spend God. a while shitting on Archer, as I am wont to do. That's all right. He likes it. He does. He probably does. If he didn't, he wouldn't fucking act like that. <laughs> and it's mostly just that I don't ever understand his motivation this episode because he lo- he seems to just really love butting in where he has no place being. I mean, he does. He he's very it. consistently written in that way. Except when he decides to genocide the people. But in these ones, he's going to help because they're different. I don't know. But it, it just felt like a, you have no plan. You don't know these people. The very last line actually like sticks it just perfectly where it's like, oh, I think I think they survived. Oh, but do you think they're all right? Oh, I don't know if they'll be all right. No, you don't. You just fucking wrecked their society. You just threw these people out into space and they have nowhere to go. You just made a enemy. You made a very powerful enemy out of out of the the uh, The Tandarans. The Tandarans. I mean, people who know every fucking thing that happens on your ship somehow now hate you. You uh, rue this day, Archer. I think you're a terrorist. I'm all for pooping on Archer, but I still think breaking folks out just just because you don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. It's it's better than that. You know, Mayweather at one point, one of his three lines was like, so what, you want to <laughs> spend the rest of your life in jail? Like, you know, no, I get that. I get that. It's it's doing the right thing. But I feel like so much of it was. OK, here's what it is. Here's what it is. If he hadn't seen Nara, the daughter, he would not have done this. If he hadn't seen there was a little girl involved, it would have just been, oh, yeah, Danik, fuck that guy, whatever. He has nothing to do with me. But nope, there was a little girl who he had to feel like he had to save. Well, I think to an extent that's sort of part of his arc is like he noticed this kid. And because of that, it kind of kicked him in the ass to make him realize, oh, I'm being a shit. I'm pulling a Star Trek and assuming they're a monoculture, and it turns out they're not. And I feel like he's maybe, and this I feel like fits in his personality as we know it. It's like he's maybe now overcorrecting. <laughs> like he realized, oh, I've been fucking up. I need to correct this. But because he's Archer, he overdoes it. The one thing I really, like, really do blame him for, though, 
Hey, we have contraband. Where should we hide it? Mayweather's pocket. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. at first I thought, because I didn't remember if this was the case, I was like, did they want it to be found? Is this part of the yeah, plan? Because like that was yeah. really that stupid. Too. And it looks like, no, they just thought the best. Like, I get it. There's like 78 pockets on those jumpsuits, but these guys are persistent. They will check all of them and your bum. Oof. Yeah, you put that thing in like a common area, so it could have been anyone's fault. I'm sure someone has a hollow somewhere they could have let you stick it in. Hot? <laughs> oh my. Sorry, I meant like in a wall or something. That didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was okay, thinking like, so, you know, a Hogan's Heroes under the teapot kind of thing. Okay, so next next thing, next question I have. They send Reed down in Sulaban costume while Tucker Ugh. goes and shoots up a watchtower. Mm-hmm. How did everyone on the Enterprise know what to make the plan? I think they just came up with the plan. They said, I, okay, I, I, we're going to send Reed in there for fun. We're going to go shoot up the place of these people with whom we've just made contact for the very first time and see what happens. This is a very well, Cisco Reed, plan. Reed's job, Reed's job was just to blow up the wall. Like, that was the only thing he had to do. Okay. Blow a hole in the wall so people could run out of it. Um, I see why they picked Reed for that. Yeah. yeah. Although, again, idiot ball moment. Those guards... There's, what did they say, 85, 89 Sulaban? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're like, who's this guy? Ah, it's probably fine. They yeah, all look like, the there same. Is, there is no way, even then, though, you think they would just be like, they, they, like, they right away would have known, like, you're, who the fuck are you? And then you they walked hope so. towards the blinking lights on the bombs. Yeah. Like, I actually, that's one thing I was going to say. The Sula bombs. We never well, see I mean, them. We've seen Klingons be like, Huh, the ship is counting down for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, the, but like... Get dude, out! Get out of there! <laughs> I'm just saying, I think these might be our first fatalities, because there's no way they survived that. No, they showed two of those dudes. Oh, they at did? Least, Fuck at sake. least one of them was well, like writhing around on the ground afterward. If it makes you feel better, Jake, people eventually do die, because I remember yeah, seeing... I know, I know. <laughs> I By the 24th a, century, they're all dead. We did. We, we did see the guy in the other prison break episode get uh, get shot. That's so true. No, the informant. Know. Yeah. But yeah, because um, yeah. I remember seeing a graphic once years ago that proportionally, because his crew is so small, proportionally, Archer actually has like the largest number of crew deaths. When is yeah. this going to happen? Because so far it's th zero. Sometimes it's three and a tenth season. I mean, space is dangerous yep. let's get dangerous i was thinking uh, that too yeah i don't know like here's the thing how fucking racist is flocks very okay? very but go on because it's still somehow going to be flocks's fault it's not really flocks's fault but i don't know it might so be. they're, they're, it they're a like chance. they're like okay we need to send an infiltrator down all sulaban look the same right hmm. we'll just do them up to look like a sulaban Send him in. Well, uh, be, being being fair, even though I still think the guards should have noticed, there's probably way fewer guards, and the guards all definitely know each other because they've got protocols and shit. You do maybe start to let your eyes glaze over on your prisoners. Like, it is the safer bet of the two, admittedly. I would have just sent him down. I would have made him up to look like a, like a rich oil man touring what? the facility. I say, I say. 
I'm here to investigate for some well drilling. Now, now I'm prime drilling land. Now I'm just oil field as far as the eye can see. Picturing Reed as Doug Dimmadome. <laughs> no, see that's what that <sighs> reference, but good. Don't explain. I was oh, going to ask. I, I, I assumed you were just going to keep going, but <laughs> it's a fairly odd parents thing. Fine. Uh, what was this weird affect that T'Pol was pulling when she was dude, like, "Yes, right? come and eat in our guest quarters and have dinner with us." It's I like, what honestly, are you doing? At, at that point, because I uh, wasn't paying attention, I kind of assumed that what had happened was that like Trip had been the one that Flocks was uh, changing the look of, and like. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> made him look like T'Pol so he could be flirty. <laughs> so he could be flirty while T'Pol like infiltrates. Like, I honestly was so confused. I'm like, what is happening right now? I mean, she was doing like, a There's subterfuge. no way this is T'Pol. She doesn't know how to do sub. Come on. That's why she was so bad at it. Ugh. I just don't know why she decided. Oh, if I have to pretend to be friendly, I have to put on like this valley girl voice. I have to pretend that I want to fuck him. I mean, that's really what it I, is. I, I kind of like the idea that maybe she's like, all right, what does Archer sound like all the time? And this is her attempt to be Archer, which is why she sounds so silly. She's like, how do I make myself sound that nasally? <laughs> you really think they'd be able to deny a uh, data stream a little more easily. Like, did he the, click the Tendarans, you mean? Yeah, like, did they just click download without looking at the file size first? What the hell? I don't know. Like, I didn't follow. I didn't follow what was happening. Service attack. Yeah, Napster exactly. Giveth, Napster taketh away. Have, have they done that before? I feel like now that I've said that out loud, I feel like there was another episode once where they like dumped a database on someone, not necessarily in Enterprise, but just in some previous Star Trek. I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This was they fine. Tr they tried Aside something. Some yeah, the execution wasn't great. Mayweather was fine. And underused as usual. And yet, sadly, again, probably the most he's had to do in like 10 episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no doubt. But I, I was like, oh, my God, Mayweather's in this episode. And I'm like, oh, no, he's not. OK, I know. I love the first scene when he wakes up and has to do creeping around, but still has no lines. <laughs> Listen, Mayweather, we want you there. We want you to give us something, but we really don't want to hear you talk. So. Well, that's because we hear him talk in the next episode. And boy, he's not great in that either. Tell us about it, he Caitlin. Does? Oh, yeah, he does. Well, the next episode is Vox Sola. Oh, you keep, you boy. You keep wincing when she says that, Chris. Because the fucking jizz alien. <laughs> okay. nasty. I just hated looking at it. Oh, it's fine. So in Vox Sola, some kind of some kind of Melvar <laughs> fucking gas cloud creature gets onto the Enterprise, throws himself in the engine room and starts sucking the life out of people. And it's it is it looks like, um, yeah, semen. It's a uh, it's definitely a little weird and cummy for sure. And first, you know, he gets an engineer who just wants to go see a movie with his favorite girl. Then he gets his favorite girl. Then he gets Captain John, I want to be a football hero, Archer. Water polo. Oh, you're right. Sorry. And then Trip, 
And I don't know who else. Does he get Reed as well? No. I think there was a, another security Mayweather? guy, but I couldn't tell. Right. Yeah, there, there was definitely a, quote, red shirt. Um, yeah, there was another red shirt. He had, like, no lines. He passed out thought immediately. For sure, thought for sure he would die. I thought, well, I don't know who that guy is. And I don't I even know. The, I think the I other don't even red know shirt, how he. Go ahead. I think the other red shirt is one of the, just like the background extras that we see in a lot of episodes. I think he might just be a body double or a stand-in. Okay. Well, I kind of figured since I didn't know his stance on the movie that he was doomed, you know? Yes. What like, does this I guy think invested, about explosions? I was invested in my dude getting out so we could go see the movie, you know? Yeah, so this thing is sucking everybody dry. <laughs> Speaking of semen. And the the intrepid crew is uh trying to figure out how to deal with it. They're like, well, what if we just shoot the fucking thing with phasers? Well, that's no good because it turns out that it's tied itself in neurologically and auto, auto, whatever system. What Autonomic, what? maybe? Autonomic, yeah, sure. Autonomic, autonomic system is all tied in. They're psychically linked now. Fucking everybody's, they're all linked together and reading each other's minds. Archer's like, hey, Trip, what am I thinking about now? And Trip's like, oh, Cap'n, no, not with a horse. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's, all, and, uh, it's all just T'Pol's bum again, oh, isn't it? He's talking about Polo on a horse. Yeah, sure he is. Polo only in water. Water Polo on a horse. <laughs> hey, Cap'n, you pondering swim. what I'm pondering? Cap'n. <laughs> Cap'n. Cap'n. So, yeah, so shooting it doesn't work because that hurts the other people that are all wrapped up in it. And they can't just, like, cut them out pretty much for the same reason and also we're like wait but this thing has all of the uh all the nooks and crannies of a sentient life form and we're not just talking about you know some kind of jizz cloud in here this could be people and somehow a piece of it gets cut off which gave me like big tally po vibes like what tell you ever heard of the tally po it's a really, really, really lame, like, scary stories you tell in the dark thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, The, the basic yeah. premise is a dude is alone in a cavern in the woods. This big lizardy thing is, like, clawing outside his door. He reaches out and grabs it and lops its tail off and eats it. And then... That's what I would do. Yeah, well, you're hungry, you know? And then Tally Poe, the, the monster, comes back and is like, Tally Poe, Tally Poe, give me back my Tally Poe. And ultimately it eats the guy who ate its tail... Anyway, good good story. Glad Thanks. we could talk about it. Well done. Yeah, so they... It's a fucking jizzcock is what it is. It's a big old jizzcock. So Phlox, <laughs> Phlox is experimenting on it. As like, he wow, does. Wow, look at all the jizz in this jizzcock. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's like, yeah, this could be people. We can't just, like, go in there and hack it to pieces. We got to figure something else out. Meanwhile, Hoshi is like, you know, it seems to be, you know, reacting to the phaser beam. Maybe we could talk to it by... I don't know, emitting pulses or some bullshit. It's like math and, and a balloon and something bad happens. Something, something bad happens. So she and T'Pol are like sitting in study hall together and T'Pol keeps like kind of giving her constructive criticisms and feedback. And Hoshi's like, you're so mean. And T'Pol's like, that's because I think you're great. And then they fucking make out and mash their tits together, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Like there were moments Pain where they were just making this... <laughs> They were just making this eye contact. I like I I was watching it with someone and I said, dude, are they going to fuck like right now? Because they look like they looking at each other like they're going to fuck. Like, it's because I hold you in such high regard. Oh, I just want to I just want to impress you. Like, I, you know, anyway, I'm sure there's they, a lot of don't they make out at some point? Isn't that this show? Doesn't somebody make out with DePaul at some point? I mean, probably a lot of the men. Well, I'm just saying, isn't there some like gay kissing in this series? 
In this series? No, I think, are you thinking Dax? Was there gay kissing with Dax? Yes. Yeah, when Dax her old... her ex-wife. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, anyway, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, ultimately, you know, but Reed, of course, is like, let's just fucking blow it up! And they're like, no, Reed. <laughs> Boy, governor! <laughs> but, ultimately, Reed and Hoshi get to kind of work together to solve it, because Reed makes a force field to hold the thing back, and Hoshi whips up a computer synthesizer who knows what the fuck to try to talk to it and it works and they're like hey take us home and they're like okay but let go of our friends and the monster's like really and they're like yeah and they're like okay so everybody's fine they bring the monster home the end there's also like a b plot where uh we apparently pissed off the cretassins <laughs> and um <laughs> ass yeah uh, the maybe that's what they don't like mouth eating. They only like ass eating. Maybe that's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you quote, see that to it's quote not Megan quite a B the... plot. Oh, no, no. it's because it's kind of it's it's all time. Ty- so really, the way you got to look at this episode is it is a Hoshi gets her groove back episode. And then you realize she never lost her groove. Because mm. she never had it. Because at the very beginning of the episode, we see the Cretacean's leaving in a huff and we don't know why because we don't understand their language and everyone assumes that Hoshi's just incompetent at translating it i sure did so, so she's translating it and she's like uh you eat like you fuck and everyone looks at her like you fucking idiot they didn't say that get the fuck oh, out of here Hoshi. i didn't catch that and then oh, at the end that? it turns out that actually is what they said i'm not gonna lie i wasn't paying a ton of attention because i figured it wouldn't actually matter later i mean it doesn't it's just it's it's a full circle on the but no, it was actually H- Hoshi a clever was right thing. the whole time yeah no that was Hoshi knew what was going on the fuckers were clever for once and i didn't notice i feel like an mm. idiot well, nobody can fault you for that. I mean, nobody expects them to actually be clever. Or the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. I think that's everything, right? Yeah, and, and Mayweather totally takes the wind out of Hoshi's sails by being like, I'll just do your job for you while you deal well, with this other shit. Because apparently, despite the fact they're in the middle of a huge crisis, they figured the bridge could be stocked, stocked staffed by Mayweather and some random dude by the back wall. <laughs> Well, well, hey, Mayweather least... got to sit in the big boy chair again. No, and... he was still in the navigator's chair at that point. But, but at least Mayweather halted his uh, mission to find out what to Paul's favorite food was <laughs> for this crisis. So it's water. So, yeah, we've like decided, like you said, Jake, it's, it's kind of like we've just kind of gone back to how she has self-doubt, even though we've dealt with this before. And yeah, she should have stayed just... with Sluggo. We we decided to regress her so we could tell this story. It's like I why? mean, to be fair, it sounded like the Universal Translator was being shit too. Like, yeah, it was yeah. doing it was translating, and then she was reading off of that, and it's like, but wait, the Universal Translator has picked up other languages. Fine. Well, maybe these guys just have a really complicated. Well, and that's thing that who knows. That's what she was saying. Like when she was going over it manually, and like it's like yeah, it's just. Sometimes this universal translator, because it's still kind of new, sucks. And if you give her fucking time, she'll work it out. It's just... So why weren't they given time before they met with these people? I bet Archer. you Archer was like, we have to be their best friends immediately. And they're like, Archer, wait, I don't know their language. Okay, well, I guess I know mouth and eat. Good, I have enough. <laughs> I, was it in this one or the previous one? <laughs> Not even the previous one where Archer was like, 
Yeah, people seem to have mostly been happy to meet us. It's like, we're not in the episodes we've seen. No. Yeah, yeah Nine really. Times... You're just doing a little tell-don't-show on that one, huh? Yeah. Were the so, fucking Vulcans happy when they fucking had their temple blown they don't, up or They whatever? don't have emotion. They don't uh, display right. emotion, so we'll never no, know. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, right. so here was the dumbest part of this episode. How can you choose just one? Is it the just ethical, the design of the alien? The ethical debate that amounted to nothing. Which ethical debate is that? The Do we force eat with our field? mouths? Oh, the force field. Because there's that the whole force? thing where, like, Reed is like, I want to see oh, how much I can hurt. Mean, right? Yeah. How much can I hurt this thing without killing it? And Phlox is like, dude, that's fucked up. And then... Not being able to do that does in no way hinder Reed figuring out how to make force fields work. Yeah. Huh. Like, yeah. So boring. the whole thing was pointless. Completely but pointless. But they did. But we did learn something about Reed, which is he's a fucking horrible sociopath. Well, we oh, we knew, knew this. this. Well, I'm, I'm shocked Flock stood like, up for the creature. I don't know. Flock likes like his a, creatures. A polymath with, with yeah, right? engineering skills. He invents force fields. What? <laughs> well,. <laughs> It's not so much the inventive is that he makes the final link that apparently armies of engineers couldn't. Because he said, like, they've been working on it. There's all the information in the database. They just haven't made the, like, final breakthrough. And somehow this guy figures it out in about 25 minutes. Hmm. Like, it is it is still beyond belief. But he didn't completely come up with it on his own. He just, again, yeah. he somehow, again, it doesn't make sense that he made it function. What pissed me off about this is when Hoshi's like, hey, let me try to figure out how the monster's language works. Yeah. To Paul's like, that's a fucking waste of time, bitch. Do <laughs> yeah. something more productive. And then when, when Reed's like, let me invent a new piece of technology. <laughs> uh, to Paul's like, well, you better get on it. But also, like, what else are you going to have her doing right now? Uh, she could yeah. be dealing with the Kratasin situation. Yeah, I guess maybe that, yeah. See, here's Since the thing about the, them. the language that once I started real thinking about this, I can't think about anything else, is, so this alien thing grabs a bunch of people yeah. and is basically sucking the energy out of them or what have you, yeah. but in absorbing them has linked their minds. Yep. So now they're effectively like kind of telepathic a little bit. Yep. So, why didn't Hoshi just ask one of the conscious crew members what the thing wants? Oh, well, wow. Well, see, but then, if, if it had been that simple, you couldn't have had their whole thing with Hoshi realizing T'Pol values her, she just is bad at explaining, expressing it because she's a Vulcan. Hmm. They had to avoid the obvious Occam's razor solution well, for the sake of the Well, then they shouldn't have had them become telepaths. That is yeah. correct. There was that no would need be, for it. That added nothing. Not at all. I mean, it, it kind of showed the, okay, yes, this is one organism thing, but it already was. Yeah, we, we already picked up on that. Thank we you. We didn't need it. Nope. Nope. Uh, hey. Hey. Not to, not to change the subject wildly, <laughs> but, um... As much as uh, Hoshi and T'Pol definitely bone after they are, have their little heart-to-heart, -heart, Trip and Archer were on a date, right? That water polo thing was a date, <laughs> right? Because 
They were both kind of dressed down. They were sitting next to each other. They're having a couple brewskis. They were kind of flirting a little bit. Like, that was a date, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Trip's like, so, Captain, I heard you like water sports. Uh, Captain. (laughs) (laughs) Me and the the captain make it happen. Cha-cha-cha. I hated all the water polo scenes because they were... so gross. They were just explaining water polo because they picked the the whitest man sport they could think of, but it's one that no one knows the rules. So they had to be constantly like, oh, and now this one's going to get sunk for two minutes and see if he can hold his breath. Oh, now this one's happening over here. It's like, you guys are watching the game. Watch, don't narrate. (laughs) And you know, like, when the research department was like, oh, we need we need some clips of people playing water polo. Oh, they, they we can't we, we can't use any like Olympic footage because it's going to be copyrighted. So you're going to have to just find some like public access public uh, access water, water polo. Public access water polo. And the, and the one that they could find was from like 1976 <laughs> and looked like dog shit. We'll see. Uh, the quality, quality of that awful. video was horrible. Okay, but so but bad. but but you could explain that away by you know communications long distance even with subspace buoys is still you know it's data intensive and the only way to send it efficiently was to just make it potato quality I wait so are they supposed true. to be watching it live or something no it's a recording oh okay i was like, like wait a second why didn't yeah, they, like they shoot call some new and, scenes because then they would have had to like get a water polo team how much could they cost polo. i could I, afford a water polo team <laughs> It, water it, polo honestly, team would be like, wait, you're going to pay for us to play water polo? <laughs> Holy shit. It's probably, if anything, it's probably easier to get a team, but harder to get, like, the time in the pool and set up all the equipment. And Plus, I, a lot of pools don't really want you to have horses in them. <laughs> going to run this you know, We talked about that, that guy on, on the internet that, that finds guy. obscure sports. Yes, uh, yes, you have. We should see if if that guy can find out this water polo. I mean, match. how many water polo matches him. are there? Yeah, he's like, oh, this this was the only water polo match held in 1974 that made it onto the TV because no one gives a fuck. Like, there's got to be someone on the crew that really likes water polo, which is why they picked that of all things, right? Like, holy shit, it's possibly I... the only whiter sport than crew. <laughs> yeah, and like, how how like. Why make Archer unapproachable? Like it's just it just seems like <laughs> like you would want him to play a sport that people are like the audience is going to be like, yeah, I also like X. Oh yeah, you know, Archer is just a man's man. He's he's oh, down he's, to earth. Yeah, I don't get how it wasn't like fan. football or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he likes hockey. Like Scott Bakula plays hockey. So yeah, that's true. I actually I, I saw I that picture recently. <gasps> we have yeah. to show the picture of him and O'Neill. <laughs> Uh, oh, that picture, yeah. Because, C- yeah, recently, uh, listeners, and we'll share these, there was a photo of a time that someone brought the Stanley Cup to the bridge of the Enterprise, and Bacula's there holding it, looking very fucking pleased. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. I was cool. trying to find more information on that, which I really My couldn't. two passions. <laughs> I found out that he did Scott a bunch Bacula of... Scott uh, Bacula and big shiny cups? Yes. <laughs> he did a bunch of um, celebrity, like, fundraiser hockey games in the 80s and early 90s that had been arranged by... Uh, then MacGyver, um, Richard Dean Anderson, Richard Dean Anderson. So there's this great photo of the two of them in there, like Quantum Leap and MacGyver Prime, just it's like so cute, arm in arm at a hockey game. 
I love That's that. going to be my fanfic. It was just a, a Stargate Enterprise crossover where they play hockey and I'm there. And that's, yeah, and I feel like the thing with hockey, too, if they wanted to have a, a an interest that's like a sport, but kind of niche, I feel like hockey kind of fits that bill. Like we're from the Northeast, so for us, hockey's kind of normal. You can find like- better footage, too. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I feel like in the rest of the country, hockey is a thing they're aware of, but it's not as big a deal. So it's not like, all right, we're not going to give him like something as common as baseball, like with Ben Sisko. Hmm. We don't want to give him like football for some reason, because that's that's trip sport. It makes sense. But like hockey, I feel like would work. And again, especially knowing now that he likes hockey, like why give him this dumb, weird obscure sport it makes him quirky and i feel like archer shouldn't be quirky like this well I mean, this on the other a- hand he's the first human to like take a warp drive spaceship into space and i feel like you don't really get to be uh that guy without being a little fucking quirky well as we or, established- like owning virgin records or whatever <laughs> as we established you know previously like last week two weeks ago or whatever like his father was some kind of big time warp scientist and his mother, when he was like, I'm having trouble sleeping, mother, instead of doing something normal, read him 19th century poetry about exploration. Like, well, that says more about her than him. Yeah, but he was raised by these people. He was never yeah. going to be normal. He he was born to quirky stock. You can't. Yeah. It's hard to come out normal when. He should be mm. into jousting or something. Oh, he is probably. <laughs> but mostly with his pee pee. Oh, God. <laughs> like what? Again, I assume it had to be that someone involved in the making of the show was a fan. And it I was don't kind even of a- know. I bet you they just picked something that sounded eccentric. Like, like, we can't pick the normal sports. What's a kind of mainstream, but not quite mainstream sport that people will recognize if they saw it? So not like handball, because who the fuck knows what that is? Um, mm. Squash. He could have been into squash. What? What's a sport that more people will be into when they're living in a post-scarcity society? Isn't squash like <laughs> racquetball? And that's Julian's thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. They've already done squash. Good See, point. They they've already done one, so. Well, they're not the same, though. I think and Tom different. and Harry played hockey, so I guess they already had that tied up. Parisi Squares doesn't exist yet. And Archer and Trip played with each other's peckers. Perfect. Uh... See, and I'm not, the thing is, it feels like I'm saying this just because of the cartoon, but honestly, they could have just gone with lacrosse. What cartoon? Uh, Archer. Oh, 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 okay. I don't get it. I would right. never so. have made that connection Archer, if you hadn't said it. But Archer yeah, lacrosse was... feels like a good sport for Captain Archer. Yeah. And again, I'm not just saying because, but yes, in the cartoon Archer, Archer was on his like boarding school lacrosse team. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, feels- lacrosse is a, is a pretty recognizable and yet also kind of like masculine sport. It's an, and an affluent white guy sport. Yeah. 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 It feels like rugby. something that. <laughs> no. Rugby's, I feel like. Rugby is like too roughneck. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they probably avoided like the more contacty sports because, you know, they want to be like. Intellectual. Star Trek future. Yeah. Kind Water of thing. polo. People get fucking. Drowned. all the time in that, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but also, we've already established that Trip is a big fan of football, which is the brain damaging the oh, yeah, yeah, sport in the it's whole still, fucking world. It still exists, but they well, don't want boxing. you to think Archer's into it. You know, it's it's Archer's into something more. Well, by the time uh, by the Eyebrow. time Trip by the time Trip is watching though, football is all like flag football now. You know, they've gotten mm. rid of all the violence. Probably actually, they they call it football, but it's really uh, Quidditch. Oh no, no. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so this uh, episode was directed by Roxanne Dawson. 
Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was very like competently directed. Like it's it's very followable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the failings are just in the script. Yeah, there's some yeah, yeah there's I, some I stupid liked, script things, but I I for the most part, you know, I liked that they introduced some lower deck characters. I just don't think that they did enough with them to make no. them interesting or make me give a shit. And like the scene where the guy was like near death and they were some I can't remember if it was Archer or Trip was trying to talk him. Archer. Talk it was an archer. It reminded me so much of the scene where where O'Brien is trying to keep Kike uh oh. spirits up. Is that in, in the ship? In in the ship, mm. yeah. When he's I'm, dying. I'm bl- Oh, right, 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 right. That's such a good yeah, episode. His, his yeah, his assistant uh Enrique who right. dies. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, oh. they're they're totally Munez, setting it up so that so that this character's gonna gonna bite it. Nope. Forgot but, all about that. Which which show was that? Was that Deep Space Nine or was that it was yeah, okay? Yep. Honestly, Mayweather, oh, yeah, where they're, where they're trapped on the on the sh- Jem'Hadar ship that crashed upside down, and yeah. he's like got an injury or something too, yeah. right? Doesn't he have like a gut injury or something? Yeah, he's 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 a goner. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Poor See, O'Brien. Reed, I mean Reed. Mayweather is lucky the movie got interrupted because he would have been our first casualty when Reed fucking murdered him. For being like, because that there's explosions, but that is not an action movie that they were watching. No, I know nothing about the movie. What are what are the explosions in the movie? It is. I saw part of it years ago as a child, but basically it's this it's, you know, probably a very tense film. But like literally these guys are hired to drive barrels of I want to say nitro, something very volatile from one location to another across, like, you know, mid-century French roads that really aren't made for this kind of thing. Oh, so, so it's, it's like it's a suspense, just... like, will they blow up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, like, think, I think Reed would still be into that. But also, yeah, I... why would he kill Mayweather? Because Mayweather made it sound like it would be an action film, and it is not oh, an action film. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, he just said, there are explosions. Yeah, there's, and... I think, an explosion. <laughs> And we know from every episode so far, including the previous one, Malcolm fucking loves explosions. So much. He does like an explosion. Oh, also, I have to apologize to Crewman Cutler. Apparently, those weird dishes of popcorn are just normal for that ship. Oh, I didn't I notice. So. Uh, yeah, no, like well, I, didn't, two... I didn't assume that she had brought her own from home. <laughs> well, like, you know, I, I had joked still, about it like, doesn't change the fact that it looks goofy as fuck. Oh, it's a terrible thing, but it's apparently just something they have on the ship. It's not something she thought was a good idea. Because we see two other people with big fucking dishes of popcorn, and during their date, Archer and uh, and Trip, their pretzels are in one of them too. Oh, that was a bowl. Are they just bowls? No, no, they're they're rectangular, but and they do it turns out kind of have like a tapered bottom, but it they uh. they're not like round. They're weirdly like long. They they still yeah, look. Yeah, they look like a copper pan. <laughs> well, they they look like a like I a, thought they like were a, eating nachos. <laughs> uh, uh, not a Tipex. Um. Pyrex. Thank you, Pyrex. Yes. Jesus, Tipex. What the fucking limey? Yeah, seriously. I just, uh, as I as I was watching that scene, I was like, and then Archer and Tripped touched dicks, and Dave said, it's called docking, and Son I laughed my oh, fucking God. ass off. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, it was great. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, I wondered why our new our new extras weren't just Cutler and Novakovich again. That's a good question. Well, you know, when we... Paramount gives you the budget to hire X number of extras, if you don't use that money, they take it. I mean, I do know 
very regrettably, uh, Cutler's actress dies quite young. She does. Oh my god. Yeah, we will so, see her once more. But yeah, yeah she but had I was a gonna say, I know effect. this is Yeah, oh this my is before god, how that. Sad. Yeah, like we maybe would have seen more of her eventually, but yeah, unfortunately that uh that happened. But I know oh, this is before then, so there's no reason it couldn't have been her this time. Right, right. Especially Jesus. since the characters, like, especially Crewman Kelly, Jesus Christ, spends most of the episode unconscious, you know, mm. like Cutler did in the one with the cave. <laughs> I mean, at least he got a couple of lines, unlike Johnny Redshirt, who we forgot existed practically. Or, or you know, Mayweather, who is literally <laughs> a fucking bridge crew member. Hey, he got to he got to talk to Von Armstrong, because of course it was Von Armstrong that's yet that again. Shit. Yeah. That's great. I was going to ask if that was Von Armstrong. Yeah, that's, that's the, the last of his... Uh, uh, roles that we've seen so we'll we'll see his admiral character some more but this is the last of the different roles he plays but he still has time to be on more star treks um Let's but yeah it. so mayweather talks to him and i'm thinking oh god this is why they don't let mayweather do much <laughs> anthony montgomery isn't great <laughs> Yeah, What's but he like has I... no... Here's the thing. Fucking Terry Farrell wasn't great. No, she wasn't. But, they, <laughs> but she had to fucking act her ass off for years, and then she got good. They don't give Mayweather a fucking chance, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I mean, the way to get better at something is to do it, and they don't fucking let him do it, you know? Nope. Cool. What a great <laughs> show this is, huh? Yeah. Well, here's a great you note. character... Okay, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Good. First. I'm glad. Um... <laughs> Flox Flox brings up earthworms, and my thought was that is the only aptly named earth animal. But also, it's an earthworm. True, but also that's a that's a that's a that's a fairy tale. That's an old wives' tale. What was the fairy tale? I miss Flox telling fairy tales. Well, like he compared the creature to an earthworm. Like even though it was separated from the rest of it, it was still fine. That's a lie. That whole if you cut an earthworm in half, it's fine thing. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Is oh it? God, why would you yeah. cut an earthworm in half? That's terrible. I, I, cause they know what they did. Flatworms, uh, you can you do can, that, too. I was mm. going to say, you can cut flagellum in half and they're fine. Yeah, no, earth, that is that is a that is a myth. You cut an earthworm in half, it's dead. That's sad. Fuck yeah. me. PSA, don't cut fucking earthworms in half, you little monsters. Yeah, yeah mm. seriously. Even if they would have been fine, don't do it. Don't cut well, things yeah, it's also alive in half. Weird even then, yeah. It's just reprehensible. Don't do it. Yeah, like, why would You've you do that? You've all been warned. You've yeah. all been warned. Leave the poor things alone. And just because they would survive, don't cut flatworms in half. What if they need to be cut in half? Because, like, well, half of it's, like, on fire or something. Well, I mean, if it's going to be for the greater good, Ames, we always do everything for the greater good on this show. If the flat... You know, except everything Flox does. If the flatworm <laughs> appears to you... As the woman you pictured when your mother read you poems and says, please cut me in half, then it's fine. <laughs> Why? Those are the rules. I, uh, what, I'm what? editing that episode this week, so it's on my mind. Oh, good. What were you actually going to say, Jake? I was going to say, like, you know, Mayweather isn't really given a chance to grow much as a character. But you know who does grow a lot as a character? Data. <laughs> are you trying to segue? Trying to segue. Oh, man. I have one more thing before okay. we move on. Porthos still has no oh, idea yeah. to how to re- respond to a threat. 
Oh yeah, Porthos, terrible bad, guard dog. Bad dog, that dog acting. That dog whoa, 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 is whoa, whoa, really whoa, whoa. phoning it in. He barked at it. What was he supposed to do? He didn't have thumbs. He couldn't open the Jeffrey's tube. Oh, no, no, no. Just on it or something. Just the dog acting I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I, I didn't bark, notice. Bark, bark, bark. Wag tail. Yip frantically. Oh. It's like, that is not what you do if something has gotten into your house, dog. Yeah, no, you kind of like get down and grrr, growl. Uh, yeah, and, it's a know, fucking yeah. threat. Bad dog, well, Porthos. I, I want Porthos oh, to be bad. happy, so... He is happy. He's dumb. <laughs> anyway, so Data, J- Jake wanted to bring up Data. Let's do it. Jake's got a fistful of Datas. Ugh. Yeah, well. Ancient West might left nut. Yeah, Data. He's a cool dude. Okay. You go first. Wow. Me? Wow. We're not even we're not even segueing. We're just we're right. just talking. <laughs> we say wait right. and then be. Well, maybe Porthos will get better as the season goes on. What do you think, Jake? What? <laughs> what? You, you brought us backwards like Hoshi. Uh, what happened here? I was trying to give you an opportunity to try that segue that you used before again. Oh. I'm not editing You know who all else that. is a dog? Data. Data. Uh, <laughs> da- 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 Captain Archer has a dog Fucking named Porthos. Lord. You know who else had a pet on the ship? Was Data. Data. Had a dog named Spot, who's also a cat. Was uh, a lizard that one time. That everyone hates. Except for Data. Everyone loves Spot. But he's Everyone a good cat a, and a pretty well, cat. Yes, Spot attack, attacks everybody. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we've been doing these uh, talk about a character, say three things you like, three things you don't like, and one thing in the middle. Yeah, and I always uh, list about 12. Yeah, and then Ames cheats and lists too many. Yep. Well, this time uh, we're talking about Data. Last week we talked about uh, uh, Riker. Uh, before that we talked about Captain... Captain Jean-Luc Pickard. Jean-Luc Pickard. But today we're going to be talking about Data, Lieutenant Commander Data, that is. Jean-Luc Data. (laughs) So there is, I think this one was the hardest for me to pick just three uh, in both categories, because there's just just so much stuff that Data does. There's things that are, like, endearing that he does that are highlights. There's things that Um, that are hot. (laughs) There's things, sure. There's, and then there's, like, (laughs) things that he does. So I kind of put mine... I kind of themed my tops anyway, just so I would, you know, kind of stay in a theme. Interesting. Um, so I definitely missed some other great moments, but I'm gonna I, I kinda got into a groove, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with these. So number one, not in any particular order, just the first one I'm gonna say. Telling that piece of shit XO where to shove it in Redemption Part Two. Hell mm. yes. Is that uh, when he's captaining the ship? When yep. he was the captain and that, that XO was like, well, uh, you don't like humans, do you? I couldn't be the XO under an android. I'd like um, to tender my resignation. Resignation denied, bitch. <laughs> Get him, Data. So that's, I like that that's one. one. I have Drag another him. one here. Telling Kivas Fajo oh, where man. to shove it <laughs> and then shooting his ass. Yeah, he certainly did. <laughs> Uh, the episode doesn't want us to think so, but he did. That fucking guy needed to get shot and needed to get told where to shove it, that and Data was there day. to do it. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to sit in... And there's, like, really just all of his behavior in that episode, how he refused to sit in the chair, how he pretended to be a mannequin just to make <laughs> Kivas look, so like look like a putz. His little fall was perfect. Oh, oh yeah, it was great. Well. One of the best falls. I don't know how... What, how they got the stuntman to do that and look so good doing it, but it worked. And then lastly, let's say telling the Borg Queen where to shove it in first contact. 
up his android ass? Yes, yeah, please. sure. I mean, he's like, he did good. You know, he played the part that he had to play as long as he had to play it. And then, but when push he got laid shove, a little, he's like, I'm just going to dissolve your flesh with acid. Oh, it's so okay? hot. I love it Bitch. so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So if you haven't been able to guess, my theme is data telling people where to shove it. And <laughs> he's great at it. Nice. That is a good theme. So I'm going to go because you've already heard two of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the Sutherland XO to go fuck himself. I, I, my thing was a little different. Mine was pulling one over on the Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. That, that fits uh, in the same in the same category. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Get her. He gets uh, it. And blowing up that fucking guy's grandfather's fucking aqueduct because fuck that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck that guy too. I thought about that. It's as a command. Yeah, I, I considered it. Just fuck. but you know what? Know why I couldn't say it? Because that fucking woman. That's really thirsty form in that episode mm-hmm. was just irritating. Fair, fair. Didn't care, didn't care for her. What was the oh, name God. of that one again? Ensigns of Command. Yes, you're right. Completely unrelated. I meant to mention it earlier. I'm going to mention it now because we're in TNG, sort of. There was a moment when the little Suliban girl yelled father and I got big OG. Oh, like off. OG. Yes, I got it she too. sounded like OG. I thought that too. Sorry, go on. Father. Maybe that's maybe that is maybe they're just using Bobby Hill's voice every time somebody has to say father and it's like it's like a Wilhelm scream. How about you, Caitlin? You've been uh, thinking about data. Ames, I got to tell you. I had four and a half interviews today for jobs. I haven't thought about data at all. Wow. I can't remember a single thing he did that was good. All I can think about, I literally have been sitting here during this time trying to think of a good thing. And all I can think of is, oh, my boobs are firmer. So, Rita, I'm sure you did something good sometime, but all I can think about is your titties. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, what a weird specific one, too. (laughs) And when we're talking of things that he did that was bad, isn't it also sort of implied that he got the O'Briens together. Well, not on the bad ones yet. <laughs> I am. Try to keep up. <laughs> See, this is why I have so many spares. Oh, oh, and when he tried to learn comedy. There, that was also bad. God damn it. I haven't gotten I'm to done. the bad list. <laughs> oh, sorry. Going out of Chris, order, Caitlin. Chris, cut this and put it where it belongs. <laughs> no. I'm, Ames, I'm so sorry. Up, up I don't, I don't Queen's mean to, ass. I didn't mean to, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to disrespect your blogtivity. I just, it took all I could do just to like get here tonight. I'm you're so here. Tired. You're here, and that's what matters. Uh, and that's and Chris and Jake named the same thing twice. So I've got tons of spares. So don't worry, oh, I got good. us covered. Thank you, Ames. I'm sorry. That's I'll fine. Because be here's next week. Here's a really good one. Here's one of the really good ones that I love, and that's how he tried to save Lol in the Offspring, and it's so mm. touching. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna put Lol on the bad list too. <laughs> Well, creating law was a mistake. Yeah, creating law in the first place might have been ill-advised. Wow. <laughs> Ill-conceived, you might say. Ah. Yeah. But I just love the scene of him trying to save her because it's it's just, it's it's tear-inducing. No, it even is. If, yeah, even if you hate law, it's like, oh, Jada. Brent and Spiner it, acts his balls off and it's it's wonderful to watch, so. And, and like, it's interesting because the scene after that, too, where they other guy is sort of explaining what happened that we didn't see mm. is probably one of the only one of the, the only few, tell maybe, don't shows that work 
Yeah, like yeah, it's actually yeah, a agreed. good tell don't show because I think they realized, you know, we don't have the ability to pull this off on screen effectively. So let's have him tell it. And I, I, a lot of credit to the actor, too, for giving it the right level of emotion. But that there may be other examples out there, but that's definitely one of the few I've ever seen where it's like, no, this actually yeah. probably worked better as a tell. Yeah, he's like, his hands are moving faster than I could see. And every time one thing happened and the cascade moved on, he moved on to that. And it's touching. I love it. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Uh, saving that village from themselves and all of the radioactive material in thine own mm. self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. He didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah. He did it. He's so good, he doesn't even have to think about who he is to be able to do this stuff. Let's see. I also really like the stalemate that he... Uh, enacts with Cole Rami oh, in and, uh, oh god what's the name of the stupid oh, game the finger the milking game, game it's uh mm. strategy strategy yeah go. in peak performance oh, yeah I forgot about that yes yes the whole there you you can make no mistakes and still lose and, and data's like but what if stalemate <laughs> get him data <laughs> oh he adopted a cat I like that about data yes there we go there we go, guys. Got one. And he writes, he he writes poetry to his cat. <laughs> Actually, the moment in God Generations. One of few good things about when Generations. He, when he finds the kitten. Well, when he finds Spot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The kittens were another thing. That terrible evolution episode. Yeah, I mix those up because it's the same type of situation where we just find a pile of kittens. Mm. Oh, kittens. Hidden behind a thing. Kittens are always in piles, hidden behind things. That's just how it is. Yeah. Do we want to? I know. I know. Caitlin's already listed most of her bad things, but do we have any other yeah. good things you guys wanted to bring up? Yeah, we can do bad things. Yeah, bad yeah. things. All uh, of the episode masks. Right. I had, <laughs> I had four, uh, but let me think of. Let me see if I can pick one. One to dump. No, oh, Jake, go for four because I already did mine. And all right, I'll do four. You know, Why it, not? Get it, girl. Fuck it. We're yeah, doing four it. today. We're doing four uh, live. So I'm gonna start with whatever the fuck was going on in Pen Pals. Mm. Whoa! I liked pen pals. I like pen pals too, but what like the the, the prime directive means nothing to this man. He saved a little uh, girl. She we, deserved to we, die. We just watched Archer save a little girl. Well, here's yeah, the thing: true. he didn't know he was going to wind up saving a little girl. At first, he was just violating the fuck out of the prime directive. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He did love it. Uh, Actually, a very stupid thing in Pen Pals was, for no good reason, he brings Sarjenka onto the bridge. And it's like, why are you, don't bring her in here, moron. Now we have to wipe her memory. Being fair, Picard kept bringing people onto the ship. He was just following the example. Yeah, Data just thought that, like, showing showing people their planets from space, that's just how you do it. So this one's not entirely his fault, but it did almost result in a child getting killed. And that is taking over the ship in Brothers Ooh. and flying it to go visit Dad. Interesting. Um, steal, stealing the Enterprise in a way that nobody could undo. No. And, almo- and almost killing a kid. Though being fair, wasn't that because his program was overridden? Like, Yeah, but still, I mean... He know. shouldn't have that access regardless then. Yeah. Mm, true, true. But that, yeah, that's kind of on Starfleet. Well, then again, they didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. But... Free will's all an illusion anyway, Chris. So true, true. What are you going to do? I'm going to say putting Lore's emotion chip in and almost getting LaForge killed as a result mm. of, of that action. Oh, in is that in Descent? 
That's in generations. Oh, in generations. Oh man. Really? See, I just had all of the emotions he was he was having in generations because they were well, yeah, awful. But but the thing <laughs> is, like, he knew that emotion chip was defective. He installed it anyway. Uh, and then he went crazy, and as a result, LaForge got kidnapped and tortured. Oh, yeah. And because of that, the ship got destroyed. Because mm-hmm. remember, the whole way Lursa and Bator knew the Enterprise's codes is because they hid a webcam in LaForge's visor. So it all goes back to dating that stupid emotion chip. That's mm. why the Enterprise crashed. Damn, yeah, I, didn't, I never connected it that way before. Considering how ugly I think the Enterprise D is, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. But still, <laughs> that little girl lost her stuffed animal, and it that's was true. so sad. So that's sad. True. I cried. Saddest moment of the film. Yeah, no one, no one else of than... import died. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> nope. And then my fourth uh, that I mentioned is from uh, the, another film. The fucking flotation device gag. I, I knew someone was going to say it. It's just so fucking stupid. It's not Data's fault. It's the fucking writers thinking, I'm going to put this fucking stupid-ass gag in here. Ugh. Yeah. Well, because Horrible. He wouldn't have any flotation devices. He would sink like a fucking stone. But that's he why has. he has he them. He did in that movie. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's because he's, yeah, you know. Metal. Yeah. Um, all right, mine. So I have one semi-related to Jake's. Not so much that he put the emotion chip in, but the fact that, like, he didn't warn anyone. He knows this could maybe go wrong. So maybe what he should have done was, you know, be like, hey, Captain, uh, I need, like, two weeks off. I'm going to put in my emotion chip. We know this could cause some shenanigans. You know, just proper channels. Instead, he just goes to LaForge, like, we're doing this. And Jordy's like, I, uh, okay. Seriously, when I started antidepressants, I told everyone I knew, my family, and my boss at work, because I was like, if I start acting like a psycho, I need to know about it, please. Yeah, yeah, like, just, you know, proper channels. Oh, shit. I thought of a good thing. Well? Too late. Too late. No, no, tell us the good thing. Tell us the good thing. How much he, like, mourns Tasha Yar. <gasps> yes! Like, I'm, I still don't know if he quite understood what their relationship was but it meant something to him and that's beautiful i love that yeah like as much as i don't remember us giving a shit that tasha died but watching he really gave a shit yeah yeah watching the funeral was very nice and then data's response is yeah it's it's so nice and it came up a couple times over the years too it was when he had that little hologram of her and stuff i don't know it's just it was really sweet even if it was just like an infatuation or like a schoolboy's first crush, whatever it was, it was special and it was sweet. And uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't sweet. That fucking relationship program he wrote that time. Oh, for Jenna DeSora. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, and my other bad thing, his attempts at comedy. <laughs> uh, Which his successes at comedy choose whichever one you want joe piscopo shoving bev the 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 float gag the the boob joke i feel like there's another one that i was thinking of and i forgot i don't think the boob thing was a joke i think that was just his attempt to fit in fair point either way his attempts at comedy even after he gets an emotion chip, he's bad at it. Just just no data no you know actually if the boob thing had been a joke it would have been better i think Maybe. Somewhat. Mm. That's the thing. There, were, there were too many jokes in that movie, and 
one of them landed. Which one, by your estimation? The one that landed, because I looked this up when I was looking up something Riker did for, for last week's blogtivity. When Riker shaves his face and he says, smoother than an android's bottom, and uh, Data yeah. touches it and just gives him a look like, no, it fuck it isn't, sir. Good joke. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah, it's true. And it's probably good because they didn't say anything. The joke was just the look. Yeah. Nice. And it's sad because I, I feel like I bet Brent Spiner is very funny with the oh, right he's script. Hilarious. So it's he's just, just hilarious. Like, off the cuff. Yeah, I was going to say he's hilarious without a script. Remember his like his uh, interview stuff. Yeah. That we watched. He was yeah. hilarious. So it's just a shame they didn't actually write better comedy for him. Truth, truth. All right, now, Caitlin, I know <laughs> I feel so bad, but I didn't write down any of your bad ones before when you went through your bad ones. So uh, I think I think you had doing doing comedy, doing the comedy. Yep. Got that one now. Oh, was it introducing Miles and Keiko? <laughs> yeah. Getting Miles and Keiko together. <laughs> oh, building lol, you said. Well, yeah, that was a joke offhand, though. I mean, uh. that, that it was bad also, but comedy, all of masks. What was the other one I said? Oh, the boob joke. Oh, the boob joke. Yes, yes. For boobs. Boob joke. Boobs. Boobs. All right, I have a couple other bad things he does. Lay us on, lay, mm, wow. Lay them on us, Ames. <laughs> All right, my, the number one on my list of bad, da bad data moments. Bad data. Bad, bad. data. His <laughs> awful sacrifice in Nemesis, because it was bad. It was just a not good character death, poorly written, could have been done without. It left me yeah, feeling for nothing for the character. And also, like, this and this and Sarek and Sarek, like, two of the mm. most useless deaths. Wasted, you know? I mean, Jesus, at least, like, at least he got to die on screen, unlike Sarek, where it was basically like a fucking news ticker. Oof. Like, FYI, Spock, your dad's dead. Yeah, but it's just, God, I just hate the death in Nemesis, because it's just so stupid. Uh, and again, in such a bad movie. Like, if he had died in First Contact, you'd be like, damn. Yeah, if he had gone like down in a blaze of glory somehow. Something fitting for the character instead of fixing Picard's fucking mistake. Jesus mm. Christ. I uh, I feel like I could also just edit that line you just said, Ames. Just be, you know, uh, take out the bit about data. Just, you know, just Nemesis is just fucking awful. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you won't be wrong. God, that's a terrible movie. Um, Seriously. Here's my my good one is all the goddamn times he uses contractions. <laughs> I'm an android. I do not use contractions. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Data. I don't use contractions. Fuck oh. you. God damn it. Friend, my friend can't use contractions. I can't use them right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. He just starts making up his own contractions just to double fuck with everyone. I was kind of trying to, I was going to try to do that, but I was like, that's not going to make any sense. Yeah, I, I same thought. I was just like, I, if I make up my own contraction, no one's going to understand what I'm doing. All right, and the last thing that I'm going to say was one that I thought Jake was saying, which is his weird Borg-killing rampage he goes on in Descent, where mm. Jordy gets kidnapped by Lore and tortured for a while. <laughs> Yeah, he Jordy gets kidnapped a lot. So much. Yeah. Like what? Like an, uh, an absurd amount of time. Well, sorry to say, but he kind of deserves it. He's kind of a turd. Jordy? Yeah. Yeah. Jordy. Well, we're going to discuss this Jordy well, next week. He's really, on, he's really um, gross to lots of women. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Uh, we're going to name them all next week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Yeah, so stick I around think... or, you know, sit quietly for a full week and then come back and stick around when we discuss Jordy next week. Mm. Won't Talk be nearly as fun as Data. What I else are we that's... doing next week? So next week, we're getting drastically close Thank to the God. end of the first season of Enterprise. <laughs> Needed to go uh, and, faster. And, uh, well, guess what? We're doing three next week Whoa. to make some stuff work out. Oh, yeah, we have a two-parter in the in the three for in the in the midst yeah so next week join us for fallen hero desert crossing and two days and two nights and time zero (laughs) two as always follow us on facebook and soundcloud and your favorite podcasting application and most importantly the tumblr where we will have up our uh various projects that ames has thrown together for us more screenshots of data. Yes. Yes. Very This is going to be a good week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Thank you for joining us. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always me, Jake. And I'm not using contractions. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if you don't take this out, I'm quitting the show.